Yo, what is up? I know it has been a minute, but you know who it is. Your boys are back. The boys are back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Unqualified and Uneducated. I know that it has been, what, like a three, four week hiatus. But I will say that it was not without cause uh, for myself. I know school, school has just started up, so... It was, uh, I was pretty busy with getting back into the grind with school and getting my schedule, getting my books, getting all that stuff ready. And Carl, but another really, how hard was it for, for you to get your books though? Let's be honest here. Uh, I got them on the first day of school. <laughs> <laughs> like I got them like, I got them like five minutes after walking on campus. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, and you know, just uh, finding time in the schedule, you know, still a lot of you're stuff right, going on. You're right. Uh, what about you? And then Carl, he's been, uh, he's been, we're having a job. Yeah, man. Uh, well, it's, I just finished my second week of full-time teaching. Definitely hard to find some time. You know, uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. Couldn't keep up my workout routine. Kind of bummed about that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it's hard to find time, but, uh, I'm glad we're able to get back into it right now, man. Alright, that's good. That's good. So, like, how you been? Where, where were you, what were you doing yesterday? Where were you? Because I got some uh, some Instagram. <laughs> so, <laughs> some so Inst- yeah, yesterday I went with my uh, my sister, two of my cousins, and uh, one of my cousin's friends. And one of those cousins uh, is a member of the Three Coats, Emma. Uh, three Coats. Uh, only the OGs really know about the three oh, codes. I don't even think OGs. I think it's just us we know about the three codes. We are the OGs of the three codes. Okay, so just so you guys, just a disclaimer, the three codes are the strongest gang in <laughs> Northern and Central California, comprised of only three members. <laughs> and the gang only comes out during the wintertime <laughs> when it's cold enough to wear coats. So, peacoats, peacoats, peacoats. So, all you people out there, all you other gangs, you're safe until the winter time. Once that winter time comes out, the three coats are there. And the nice thing about uh, us only coming out in the winter time is winter really isn't that long, so we don't have to. Uh, we don't oh, yeah. have to really show our colors. Oh yeah, we're not we're not putting that much work in. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, you know we're out, we're just you know if you're a college campus, you know you might get chopped up one night. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And you know, just be just being just being real. Sac State, you know what happened. <laughs> they didn't put that in the news because they were embarrassed about how bad it was. They had they covered it <laughs> up. Like, who the hell did all this stuff? Yeah, man? that that that, pres- that president of the school. I don't know. I don't forgot his name. Things like Robert something. Yeah, he covered it up because we covered up Sac State so much with that chalk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We antagonized all those fraternities and sororities. Yeah, man. Yeah, they didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah, you know how we get down, but you know, so that those are the three coats. But you know, that uh, Carl's cousin, myself, and Carl are part of the three coats, and I was getting sued so many uh, Instagram messages about oh, your yeah, guys' so, trip. So what actually happened was we ended up going on a hike in uh, Montana del Oro, Where's right that? there by. Uh, San Luis Obispo. Oh, okay, okay. And by Morro Bay. Uh, so it's a cool little hike, but, you know, so I found some uh, virtual apps for my phone on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I figured out that, uh, you know how, like, e-cigs and vaping and all that stuff, that's like a big thing? Yeah, yeah. 
bro, I got my own e-cig, my own e-beer, and my own uh, e-razor. And I just got to uh, demo those out. So Emma and I decide we got to send a chug, or see a chug, send a chug. Uh, <laughs> the boy Rob with my uh, e-beer. So that's what we did. I chugged the beer. And Emma chugged it too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sent it through to Robert and forced him to send something back. Yo, I don't, I don't even understand what's the point of those apps. Like, what, is, <laughs> what do they, what do they do? Is it, is it, is it sort of like some people that are that addicted to cigarettes just having a, a cigarette Bro, on the phone? It literally says it'll say like, uh, drink virtual beer, and then in uh, parentheses, prank. <laughs> so it's to prank people. What? On the on the reviews and the comments, it said, uh, "It said, man, this app sucks. It only works the first time." <laughs> oh man! Shout out to uh, what is it? Virtual sig, virtual beer. Yeah, whatever that stuff is, man. Shout out to you guys, Zap. I respect it. Shout out! It was it's not available uh, through the iTunes store. Uh, oh really? Because cause I downloaded uh, I I sent you guys a video back, and it was just like. Like, it turned my phone, like, the screen on my phone just turned to beer. Yeah. If I tilted it, I tilted it, and then the beer just, like, disappeared. (laughs) So, it was, it was, it was super corny and lame. I don't know why I participated in that. Oh, man. We had a good time, though. I just feel like, I don't know how or why, but I feel like it's always my membership in the three coats that's called into question. I don't like, and I feel like I feel I feel a little insulted, tell you the truth, because like I never call you guys out for your memberships, never, never, never once. But some for some reason it's always, oh, you gotta do it for the three coats. <laughs> that was the way that we could force you to do the. Um, it doesn't to make send a chug back to us. I know it doesn't force your hand. Nah, it doesn't make any sense because like at this point I should be, you know, I should my membership should be cemented. <laughs> and Emma was like Emma's not even a founder though. <laughs> like I was a co founder. You and I founded that group together and Emma was just there. But respect to the work that she's put in. But I'm just saying, I don't understand how my membership is called in the question. Like I feel like every year and a half to two years it gets called in yeah. question. Yeah, that that's just usually uh, Emma's main way of uh calling you out and keeping you uh, keeping you on your toes and forcing you to participate, you know. I guess so. Well, keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> you know, three coats, we're going to, you know, three coats are making it big this year. <laughs> making it big. So watch out for the three coats. All right. So, so uh, you you do anything recently? Uh, recently? Uh, no, man. Truthfully, like, I've just been at Sac State, and it's just weird uh being there because like i'm really seeing like how young the incoming freshmen are yeah and how ridiculous they dress <laughs> yeah <laughs> they like there's just it's, it's crazy like there's just like and you can tell they're freshmen and they're just like in full-on makeup full-on dresses it looks like they're going to like a wedding and you're like dude it's like 94 degrees outside why are you wearing that bro and like, or like the girls are wearing that, and then like the guys are just wearing like, you know, like super dressed up clothing. And it's like, it's like, dude, I know for a fact you only have two classes today, man. Like, what are you? Who are you trying to press? You get here at seven, you leave at twelve. Like, I know. I don't. I don't know why people feel the need to get all dressed up and everything. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, damn, you're just going to school. Just Chill going out. to school. And I know, I know there's always that saying, like my pops would always tell me, you want to be presentable because you never know if you could run into the, to the right one. And, you know, I used to believe that. I did. But now I, I feel like, you know, if she's only choosing me just on the way I dress, she's is. not the right one. It's That's just, the truth, man. If, yeah, if she's the right one and she sees you in some basketball shorts, basketball and, sandals, shorts and sandals and some janky-ass T-shirt, yep. then she should like you no matter what. She's the one. If she likes you then and there, that's the one. Not the one that have to wear like a, a fresh iron pair of Levi's, a button-up shirt, you know, and wear those boat shoes. If I got to wear that to just to get a date with you, you're not worth it. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not going to work. And it's not gonna work, and it just sounds expensive. It is, and I gotta do that every day, <laughs> like every day. That's a lot of work. I don't even know how to iron, bro. I've been, I haven't ironed my clothes since I moved out. Like, and now that I've moved back in, my clothes have been ironed. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say I haven't moved, ironed my clothes, I mean my mom hasn't ironed my clothes <laughs> since I moved out. And now that I've moved back in, she started ironing my clothes again. But it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to go from, like, creases to, like, non-crease clothing instantly. I don't like it. I miss the wrinkles in my shirts. Yeah, man, the uh, wrinkles are where it's at, man. That's what gives your shirt depth. Character. Character, yeah, exactly. And I like that. And another thing is, I'm at the well, um, the uh, workout facility at Sac State where the students can it's the gym it's the gym it has a basketball court an indoor track and a workout area I don't understand why uh girls go to the well with makeup on and work out I don't understand how that works girls always trying to finesse people man it doesn't make any sense like how do you work out with makeup on doesn't isn't that uncomfortable I I, I have no idea like Cause like I've I've put lotion on my face and went to work out and I started sweating and that stuff started sweating and I like it's all in my mouth and everything I'm like that's oh. disgusting, you know what I mean? And then just to have like makeup like you like I there was one girl in there she had lipstick on eyeliner like the face mask on she had the whole get up and she was out there you know squatting away and I was just like, bruh you look like you're in pain. It's <laughs> like it's just like they're trying so hard to work out but at the same time it's like. They don't want to sweat. So it's just like, why are you even here? Just go to class. Everybody out here just trying to impress. It's the same as uh, when those those yoked ass dudes be going to the gym and they got that uh, muscle shirt that's cut all the way down so there's one centimeter left of fabric. Yeah, fabric under yeah, the, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they wear some shorts that are like uh, three sizes too small. Yeah, that is, yeah. They, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I, I guess I, I, I would, I guess I kind of understand it because you know, sometimes the, the weight room is just like the like the watering hole at, in the animal kingdom. You're just trying to trying to get a fresh piece of meat. Yeah. And you know, you just kind of you know, just gotta mark your territory out there. So, yeah, Sac State students, keep doing you. Keep uh, wearing makeup to the gym, um, and running. Keep wearing those uh, cut off meat shirts, guys. You keep doing you, you guys. We approve. We approve. You do you. you yeah, do exactly. You. It's 2018. Live your best life. Exactly. I'm living my best life. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the nitty gritty. So we're starting off with uh, saying R.I.P. 
and congratulations and farewell and my condolences. All the good stuff to Manu. What's his middle name? Uh, Argentina. Margin. Manu Ginobili. <laughs> <laughs> what do you how long he spent? What is it? 15, 16 years? Honestly, more years than I can count up to on two hands. <laughs> yeah, Manu Ginobili has retired from the NBA. And, you know, it was. It was, honest to tell you the truth, it was kind of a, a foregone conclusion after uh, Tony Parker left. I just uh, couldn't see, yeah, 16, 16 seasons. I just couldn't see Manu stand after Tony Parker left, Kawhi Leonard, when it, Kawhi Leonard left. I just, you know, you know, I just felt that he, there was just nothing left for the old Spurs. Except, I mean, yeah. there's Pop, but. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, just his, his old team. He was losing playing time. Tony Parker was losing playing time, and and they both of them just are they're old. not the same. Yeah, they're just yeah, they're old. You know, Manu can't produce like he used to. Uh, Tony Parker, I don't even know how he signed a two year oh, a yeah. two year deal. Anyways, yeah, I, that 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 thing with Tony Parker was weird because he signed with the the Hornets because he he would get more playing time behind Kimball Walker. Are you telling me that he would get more playing time behind Kimball Walker than behind Dejounte Murray? That whole thing doesn't uh, make yeah, any I don't, sense. Maybe Pop's just going for that uh, young movement now. It's got to. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. But, you know, uh, Manu Ginobili, congratulations, man. 16, 16 seasons. How many championships? I think he had three. As many as I can count oh, on at least one hand, I bet. Yeah, so he had three championships. <laughs> uh, probably He's the best Argentine basketball player ever. Probably top. He's got it like off the top of my head. Probably top ten foreign player to ever play in the NBA. Oh yeah, it's got to be, got to be top ten. Um, you know, he's made made a lot of money, made a lot of memories. Is he, he Hall of Famer? Yeah, he's going to the Hall of Fame. And if he's not a first ballot Hall of Fame, uh, you know, he's going in as like one of those one of those great Spurs teams. Going to have his number retired. Do the Spurs give statues? I don't. Do they give statues? I don't think they do because David. If they give statues. There's definitely has to be one for David Robinson and one for Tim Duncan. Best. Uh, who's the top five Spurs of all time? David Robinson. Tim what's, Duncan. What's the order? What's the order? Tony though? Parker. No. What's the what's the what's <laughs> the Ginobili. what's the order? What's the order? Is I know it's Tim Duncan first. Tim Duncan. Probably above David Robinson. Okay, Tim Duncan. And then David Robinson. Now the third, is it Manu or Tony? Tony Parker. Tony Parker. And then Manu. Manu Ginobili and Robert Horry. <laughs> oh, Robert Horry, man. <laughs> Dang, man. But to be honest, um, I guess Kawhi Leonard Dang, that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. I wanted to say Kawhi, but I was like, he just left, you know. But then there's not a lot of, uh, there's like, George Kurt, nah. Steve Kerr was on the Spurs. Steve for Kerr was a on the Spurs. Two, yeah, wasn't he? yeah, yeah. The Spurs just haven't had that many notable guys on their team. Also, my uh, knowledge of the history of the Spurs is not ideal. Yeah, mine goes pretty much as far as Tim Duncan getting to the league. Yeah. And up until that point, really all they had was Tim Duncan and David Robertson. Yep. Yeah, their backcourt. The original twin towers. Yeah, their backcourts were like always trash until they got Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. Um, 
they had uh what's that fool's name that used to cheat a lot with the buck teeth oh man bruce bowen they had that fool oh shoot you know what? he's yeah. probably in he's, the top five then. yeah he's probably like i mean i might have to put him over Kawhi, but cool because he won championships yeah and then Kawhi just dipped <laughs> so you know bruce bowen's probably in that top you know that top area so so we got much much respect and love to that old spurs team they really uh they really uh, changed that outlook on foreign players. I think they're one of the first teams to bring in some guys from overseas and like actually in, win with them and have them produce in their team. Yeah, yeah. they, they yeah, uh, uh, Popovich. He kind of like got the NBA started with that. Form. Like there was always foreign players before the Spurs, but they were the real they were the ones that really specialized in bringing foreign players. Because Tim Duncan's a foreign player. Like he's no. Yeah. Like, He's from the Virgin Islands, so you start off with Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. You know, those are all those foreign guys. You got Boris Diaw. They turned Boris Diaw into something, even though he was already in the league. Uh, they he, had uh, this, that full Bertans right now. Yeah, or Bertans. Uh, Wally Zerbiak was on the squad for a little bit, I think. Uh, who else was on there? Oh, uh, Boban was originally with the Spurs. Oh, that's right. Boban, <laughs> Boban was originally with the Spurs. So yeah, they got they got the NBA started with you know the the foreign love affair, and I mean of course you had guys like Tim, I mean uh, Dirk Nowitzki out there and even doing his thing and Yao Ming at the time, but I would say the Spurs were the most foreign team, and I would say they were probably now that it's all said and done, I'm gonna say that Tim Duncan was probably the best player of the 2000s before, you know yeah he's probably the best player from like 2000. What like when after Shaq got his MVPs? Nah, I was still, yeah, he was probably the best. He's better than Kobe. Yeah, he was better than Kobe. Way Ooh. better. Better than Kobe. Kobe's overrated, bro. Like, you can't say he's overrated. Yeah, he's overrated, bro. Like, see, the thing is, Kobe's probably like if you like rank him in like the top, like his top ranking of all time, he's probably like where people rank him. People want to say he's like up there with Jordan and LeBron. Like he, where he's probably like in the top twenty to fifteen. Yeah, like, I could see him being ten to fifteen. Yeah, he's in that area. So, but people like say he's like the second coming of Jordan. He's better than LeBron. He's better than this. He's not even like the best Laker, and he wasn't even the best player of his era. Like, he only won one MVP. But that 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 was botched, bro. Steve right. Nash won two MVPs. Yeah, but even if Steve Nash didn't win those MVPs, they should have went to Shaq. Yeah, and then, like. Yeah, so I then wouldn't Shaq be the best player? Shaq, I would say, yeah. Well, I, I guess he was in like the early two thousands. Yeah, I would say, yeah, he was, yeah, until he started like stop, like, because I was watching a documentary, and he was saying that he didn't work out because he knew he had Kobe. He didn't work out hard enough because he Kobe was on his team. He knew Kobe could go and get forty every every night. So Shaq said that he would come into the season out of shape, and then he would play throughout the season to get himself back in shape. Gosh, dang it. And he, 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 and Kobe said that's what pissed him off about Shaq, and Shaq agreed, and he admitted to that. So I can't be like, nah, this guy's the best player, or like Tim Duncan. Like you gotta understand, like the Spurs. I think up until last year, they, I think it was that last year or the year before, they had won fifty games every season, for like, and since Tim Duncan was like drafted, and they've always been in the playoffs, like that level of consistency, you can't. You gotta, you gotta credit that. 
No, and I'm not mad about it because I love Tim Duncan, and uh, I love to think of him, of him as the best player of the 2000s. Just, just I don't know. Uh, there could be other names too. I mean, we could. I mean, we should. I mean, we could definitely go down. Like, you go down a list. You got Shaq, Tim Duncan, KG, Chris Webber, Kobe, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki. Um, you know, I know what arenas. Jason Kidd. Uh, you know, and then you have like, uh, you know, Yao Ming, Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson, you know, you got those 10 guys, uh, you could, you can kind of slide Tracy McGrady in there, uh, Vince Carter, um, you know, those are the, those are the guys that you're, uh, I'm missing, probably missing a couple of people, but you know, those are the main guys you're building your, your franchise guys. Yeah. Tim Duncan, you know, and the only person I can say that's really better than Tim Duncan would be Shaq, but Shaq didn't have the the work ethic of Tim Duncan. Yeah, I could see that. I like I like that. So I would say I, I'm I'm putting Tim Duncan as you know the best player of that era. That I'm early. Aboard. And then uh, you know just the consistency. He has he has more championships than Shaq. What does he have? What does he have? Five. Tim Duncan. He has five or four, right? Some amount that I can count on one hand. Yeah. I bet. I think he has five. Um, he won. He won championships. He was the model player for basketball for however many years he played. Almost twenty, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, and he's arguably the best like power forward yeah, of all five, time. Five championships. Yeah, he has five rings. Fifteen-time All Star. Three-time Finals MVP. Two-time Most Valuable Player in 2002 and 2003. He's probably the best power forward of all time. He is the best power forward of all time. Kobe's not even like the best shooting guard of all time. Yeah, but you can't. You you can never be the best shooting guard of all time when Michael Jordan's there. Yeah, it's not Tim Duncan's fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. So yeah. So like, I think I think yeah. I think that Spurs team. I would I wouldn't say like the whole team like I would say the Spurs team has probably the best consistency out of any team in the history of the NBA. Um, I mean you got the Lakers and the Celtics winning the most championships, but they both like go through like periods of like death. Like, yeah, those uh, those peaks and valleys. Yeah, the Spurs like they just stay in the playoffs, and what you got to understand being in the playoffs makes more money, allows you to drive your ticket sales up, you know. Uh, you get a, there's a lot with being what comes with the playoff being in the playoffs. You get a lot more money being a playoff team. So like I out of like if I if you said if you told me like okay, knowing like their careers and their levels of consistency, which player would you rather have? Kobe Bryant, Chris Webber, Shaq, Tim Duncan, you know those top like five KG. I might you know I feel like I'm taking Tim Duncan, and I know you could say like Pop had a lot to do with it. You know, and obviously he has, but I know. think it's I think that's just Tim Duncan. Though. That's what I was gonna say. Has Pop ever won a championship without Tim Duncan? I don't think so. He had David Robinson, you know, second best player in Spurs history, and didn't win anything. He they they didn't win until Tim Duncan got there, and they they're not gonna win, you know, without him. Even when they had Kawhi, they weren't winning without Tim Duncan. That's true. So you know. Uh, you know, I'm thinking. I'm definitely the only person I would take over Tim Duncan of that era is Shaq. But yeah. 
you know, Shaq is a difficult thing because, you know, he, he's, you know, it just depends on how he's feeling. Like, when he's in, like, when those, that three-peat era, when he was, you know, really killing it and he was, like, in that, that, you know, that the most dominant player mode, hell, hell yeah, I'm going with Shaq. But even in that three-peat era, era, you know, that they had that dynasty, the Kings should have won one of those that year. <laughs> like, even, even in that most dominant three-peat, the Kings should have won – they should have had a championship that year, so you can't even even that. So that's even in the in the in game six was so bad, or game five it was like five or six was so bad that you know the the officiating should have been looked at. I think one ref went to jail for cheating, you know. So you know, so it's like I'm taking Tim Duncan. There's no, there's no like, there's not, there's no, there's no chinks in his armor. Yeah. And you look at his resume, it's just, like, pristine. He has probably one of the best resumes in the history of the NBA. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know, though. I'd probably have to take Shaq over it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Timmy D. Just because Shaq was so unstoppable. And also, I feel like <clears throat> if you were a franchise, you got, you got to take Shaq because that dude would drive your ticket sales up a lot farther than Tim Duncan. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree, but I just from feel that like, from that viewpoint, I guess. Yeah, I agree, but you know, Shaq, like I like that's the thing though. With Shaq, you still need to have the talent around him. It's not like, like he's never he's never like drove drug like people that were like that much. Like that's the thing. Like he had Kobe, like one of the you know best players of all time in in L.A., and then in Orlando he had Penny Hardaway. And offensively, he was just as good as Kobe was. And then in Miami, he had Dwayne Wade. So, I mean. I yeah, could... but, I mean, they had, it was those two. But then on all those teams, they didn't really have much else. Yeah, they did. Like, the Lakers were stacked, bro. Like, Rick Fox was good. They had Derek Fisher. Uh, and then before, they had, uh, I got I Yeah, but the... the Spurs teams were deep, too. It's the... not like Tim Duncan was putting the team on his back every game but they weren't like i wouldn't say like tony tony parker and Manu Ginobili were never like at the level of tim duncan though no like, tim no. duncan like they weren't even like like tim to me tim tony parker was like a, he was an all-star but like you're not building a team around tim tony parker when he was in his prime would you no Manu Ginobili, you wouldn't build a team around Manu Ginobili in his prime nah you could build a team around kobe when he was in his prime yeah, but I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I think the Spurs have a, they had a deceptively deep roster. Yeah, but like you're saying they had Bruce Bowen too. Oh, that cheating bastard! But that dude was sick on defense. Yeah, and the yeah, one of the best defensive, or like one of the best defensive players of that era. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I I, I agree. I can see. That All I'm argument. saying is, it's like, yeah, both of, both of them were surrounded by talent. It's not like. Either Shaq or Tim Duncan were, like, solely dragging a team through. Okay, so 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 from my initial argument that Tim Duncan was a better player in that era than Kobe, since you are arguing <laughs> Shaq now, so that makes Kobe loss. So if we go back to my original argument that didn't have Shaq in there, was Tim Duncan versus Kobe. Based on you dropping Kobe and going to Shaq, I would say that Tim Duncan was a better player of that era than Kobe. 
right? Hey, that was a pretty good argument. <laughs> that was pretty good right there. I can't, I cannot defend this. <laughs> like you just, you, like you started, like you, you had it's COVID. Because I can't because I, I really like Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. I really, really like him. I was, I, the only reason I threw Kobe in there was because I feel like a lot of people would think that. Yeah, and they're crazy. They're just Laker fanboys. That's it. Yeah. They just, they get it. And Lakers, Lakers, out of, in, in the NBA, the Lakers are the most, like, sensitive fans ever. Yeah, they are. They're, and they're the most irrational. Besides, and they're probably going through such a emotional <laughs> turmoil right now. Oh, with, Le- with yeah, like, with LeBron. Who do I like, Kobe or LeBron? <laughs> Le- LeBron, like, yeah, yeah, they're going, they're going crazy. So every time, every time I see a Laker fan, I'm just like, man, hey, you know, LeBron's the best player in the Laker history. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, it's Kobe. And even before LeBron got there, Kobe was never the best player in Laker history. No, not like, by he was like, not by he was probably like, he's probably like top five, maybe. Yeah, maybe a top five Lakers. Like you have, like you have, like Kareem, you have Magic, uh, Jerry West, Shaq, Kobe. Yeah, it, that's just that's just stacked. So. Yeah, Lakers franchise. And there's with, like James Worthy. Yeah, James Worthy. Uh, Byron Scott has some good years. Uh, not better than Kobe, but he had his years. So they they were they've always been stacked. They had the then you had like the old school like like George Mikan or whatever. That, yeah, it's it's like trying to decide where Paul Pierce would rank among uh, Celtics. Celtics. He wouldn't be top five though. No, no, but I'm just yeah, saying yeah, it's no, hard no. to compare yeah, yeah. to like the because they have such a deep, deep history. history of, yeah, with like Bill Russell, and you had yeah. Larry Bird. Yeah, Bill Russell, Larry Bird, Paris, McHale. Oh yeah, they they're they're stacked. They're, yeah, they're, they're just deep. stacked. So, oh man, we got super off topic. Because we were originally just, you know, congratulations, Manu. This is congratulations, Manu, for your 16-year career, the championships that you've earned, and the millions of Argentinian basketball players that you have inspired. And thank you for utilizing the Eurostep to its greatest ability and deceiving Robert into thinking you're from Europe. Your Eurostep was so good that I could not... (laughs) decipher your nationality you confused me for about seven to eight years his Eurostep was so good <laughs> I thought Argentina was, was in, in Europe. Europe I thought Argentina was in Europe because all right I'll explain I'll explain because you know Manu Ginobili you know around that time Manu Ginobili was in this prominence was when I first started watching basketball so he was really the only person at that time that I can remember that would utilize the Eurostep and I remember when he would do it, the announcer would be like, oh, my gosh. It's, oh, my gosh, Manu Ginobili with that Eurostep. And I just don't – I don't remember I, – if I went back and watched tape, maybe I can remember. But I just don't remember a lot of people doing a Eurostep at, time, at that time besides Manu Ginobili. So I'm thinking, oh, Manu Ginobili is just a, a player from Europe, obviously. <laughs> and then and then I, would, I found out, like, his nationality was Argentine. He was Argentinian. So I was like, oh, Argentina's in Europe. <laughs> probably right next to Spain <laughs> or in Catalan. It's like it's like it's like right over there next to the water. <laughs> so, you know, Manu, your your Euro stuff was so that was, you know, out of all the achievements that you've ever had, I think that's your greatest achievement. That is definitely his greatest achievement. You can you convince me into believing that Argentina Argentina was in Europe. I just I had it in my mind that it was right next to Spain, Catalan. You know, right? You know, in that area, obviously, 
it'll be right there. But you know, R.I.P. to the career. You'll be in the hall. Of, you'll be a hall of famer. You're already a Spurs hall of famer. And that one time you slapped a bat out of air. <laughs> that's, that's another <laughs> achievement. You slapped the crap out of a bat. That's an all of fame for sure. Yeah, Manu has some. He has some stats that you know that cement him as a Hall of Fame player. And they have yeah. nothing to do with basketball. Most bats <laughs> slapped in his career. Most yeah, out of any NBA player, that's a stat. That's a stat. Most confused <laughs> geographically. <laughs> speaking people you know you had a chance Manu like I would have my, my children and my children's children would have thought that Argentina was in Europe like would have been like my, my like when I would have a family I would have been like yeah let's go to Argentina for a vacation and end up in Europe and can't find it <laughs> that's all because of you Manu and you know thank you thank you thank you Manu alright so <laughs> like so that's pretty much the only basketball, you know, topic that's going on right now. We're, we're, we're in the dog days of basketball. I mean, other than just waiting on the season to start, I think all the moves have been made. The roster's been set. I think they're just, they're just gearing. It's September. Basketball usually starts at the end of October. So, you know, I think training camps are going to start coming up, you know, sometime at the end of end of this month early next month and then you have preseason and yeah. then just little practices and then the season starts so but but from you know now we're in the college football and professional football time so this was the first weekend of college football and foosball. college foosball my mama my mama said <laughs> So this is the first weekend, and there was a lot, as you as you could expect, there was a lot of games going on yesterday. Did not manage to catch all of them, and when I say I did not manage to catch all of them, I did not manage to catch any of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I we could just run through, you know, every I think every week we'll just run through scores from most of the college games. You know, there's so many colleges that are playing football. It's hard to watch all of them. But, you know, we'll be paying attention to, like, at least to, like, the top 25, you know, the, the ranked teams. Like, you know, you've got, you know, you're from, like, your Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Wisconsin, Ohio State, you know, Miami, Auburn, you know, teams like that, Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, the teams that have those uh, small little numbers next to their uh, name. Yeah, we'll, Virginia Tech. We'll be paying attention to those teams. Florida State. We'll be paying attention to all those teams, and we'll keep you updated on those. Uh, some interesting stat lines from the from Saturday, and I'm going to go with the the blowouts because those are the most interesting. And Wait, gonna, Robert, Robert, you got to give them the burger count, bro. Okay, so we have this thing that when we watch games. We we watch games, especially basketball, but it originates from football. So when we're watching a basketball game. If a team scores 40 points or more, we just start yelling, burgers. That team got burgers. <laughs> Doesn't matter if the game was, you know, usually it's the most important time is when the game's over because they officially have the burgers. But if you throw up 40 points to the NBA team, it's burgers. Like, it doesn't matter. So they got burgers at one point in the game. Same thing with football. You see a score, and <laughs> if you got you're in the forty points or more range, that's burgers. So, 
Oh, from the from Saturday's games. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, just give them a, let's say, let's give them a quick like one two minute uh, background of where this burgers came from. Okay, so back <laughs> the burgers. So I this 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 term is actually not mine, and I hope uh, you know. Shout out to shout out to the seniors of uh, my uh, high school football team. When I was a junior in high school at at Highlands High School. We were trash. <laughs> and I mean trash, we were trash. I mean, you can go and look up at the scores. Like, we were bad. And, you know, it was my first year I had ever played football. So I wouldn't eat, you know, I was a big contributor to the trash. I was trash, you know, we just didn't have the right, you know. And it was the first year that my coach took over, you know. And it was uh, leading up to that point, we were just, I don't know, it was just a bad system the year before, it was a bad system, so whatever. So the seniors on that team, the ones that actually like <laughs> that would play well, uh, whenever we would uh, whenever we would be losing, they would be on the sidelines and they'd be like, "Well, there goes burgers," and I'm like, "What are they talking about?" So you know, like I would stand next to them and they would be like, "Oh, forty burgers," and I was like, "What? Somebody's I'm like somebody's ordering burgers, forty of them." So you know, there's like there's like thirty guys on the team. I was like, "Oh snap, somebody's ordering burgers." For us? <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, it's a good thing. I look up at the score. We're losing by 45 <laughs> points, and that's what they were talking about, burgers. <laughs> so whenever we would lose, and during my junior year, we lost a lot. There was a couple games. There was quite a few games we lost by 40-plus points. So, and those were the games where we got burgers. Those were the 40. <laughs> that's where the slang, the term burgers originated from, Dude, high school. I can just imagine, like. The seniors supposed to be leading the team. They just go out. You know you're going to get smacked that night. But, man, we getting burgers Burgers, tonight. burgers. And I didn't know. There was a few times that they did. They were just like, yep, it's going to be burgers. Like, we were, like, it was, uh, it, it was a, a, a long season that, that year in my junior year in high school. Two, it was like 2008 to 2009. Like, that was, uh, that was a long season. So, <laughs> From from that point on, I just took that to took that to heart, and whenever uh, whenever a uh, I would see a team, you know, lose by burgers, I just get excited now, <laughs> and I'm just like burgers, man. You know, we get burgers. I got fed I got fed so many burgers my senior year, my junior year at, at Highlands that you know I just get excited whenever another team is uh, getting burgers. <laughs> so you see a team getting burgers, just yell out burgers, burgers. So. <laughs> Over the weekend, we're, I'm going to read down the burgers list. And this is almost like, you know, it's not an insult to the team. It's just it's what it is. You order burgers, you got them. So, <laughs> so actually, uh, Con Connecticut, you're lucky. You almost got they burgers. They dodged the burger. They dodged it by one burger. They, they, <laughs> lost, to, they lost to UFC 56 to 17. <laughs> missed the burger list but that's an honorable mention that's a shout out so the first uh <laughs> the first <laughs> introductee this is of the first time of ever to the burger list for this week southern u southern u lost to tcu 55 to 7 burgers Who the hell is southern u southern u is located i hope in uh you know the southern i you know i don't know southern university somewhere in the south i would imagine now, uh, I just want to throw one thing out there about Southern University. What's that? I'm looking here. 
on Bleacher Report, just looking at that score, mm-hmm. I don't see any logo on it. Ooh. That's when you know you want to guess a bum team. That is, it's like, uh, I th- Southern University and AMU with some Baton Rouge. I guess it's a that's a Jaguar. I just looked up the school, but you know, it is what it is. You burgers. got you got burgers, burgers. It doesn't matter. No one told you to play. You guys didn't have to get on the field, but you decided to get on the field. Uh, do you want to read the next one from the burgers list? Uh, it looks like we got um, Ohio State put up some burgers <laughs> on Oregon State, seventy-seven to thirty-one. Oh man, Ohio, Ohio State got him. So, Oregon State was eating. <laughs> Oregon State, welcome to the burgers list. 77 points, man. 77-31, welcome to the burgers list. Next on the list, Oklahoma, which is ranked 7 right now, versus, I guess when that's, uh, it says FL Atlantic. Florida Atlantic, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yep. We got it 63-14. to 14. Burgers. Burgers. Welcome to the burgers list, fellas. You guys earned it. Keep eating. Oh my gosh, look at Furman. Furman. Congratulations, Furman. <laughs> Get him put burgers on you, bro. 48 to 7, Clemson stop. 48 Furman, to 7. Burgers, burgers, <laughs> burgers. We're gonna keep on going down the list. Oh, this is this one is this one is the most amazing one. <laughs> There's, there's other bur- – I want to save this one for last. I want to save the Georgia, right, Georgia, Austin. I want to save that one for last. We got uh, – okay, looking through the list. Alabama, number one ranked. Obviously, they should be putting up – nope, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. They were close to the Louisiana. burgers, man, but they oh. didn't. Louisville, congratulations. You, you guys avoided burgers. You're on the honorable mentions list. You missed it. You missed it. Good job. Good job, guys. I wanted to put you on there. So who else we got? We got MS State. Whew. Yeah, Mississippi State. Burgers. And Stephen F. Austin, 63-6. to six. Whew. That's burgers. That's burgers. That's a lot of burgers you guys collected. Burgers. <laughs> burgers, man. All right. Now, my favorite score from over the weekend, because it's not often that you get burgers with a side. <laughs> Usually you just get burgers, but Austin P. Austin P. They received burgers and the big old golden goose egg. <laughs> and so Georgia beat Austin P. Forty-five to zero. Forty-five burgers and a golden goose egg. I just gotta clap that up. Clap. We gotta clap it up for them. That's that burgers, burgers, burgers. Congratulations to Georgia. You fed them well. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations to Austin P. Man, you guys ate well. You guys ate up for the weekend. They yeah. got burgers with an egg on top. Come yeah. on. Now I just want to say I've never heard of Austin P. Before, and I think that's the reason why. <laughs> They're eating, bro. They're just eating. They're just eating burgers. So that was the burgers list. I would say, you know, it was it was our college. Yeah, we had a couple. We had a few competitive games. Uh, the Maryland Texas game. I, that's a pretty interesting thing to look at, just because you know, 
football in Texas, that's a that's a big deal, man. Yeah. And then they're gonna go and lose their opener yeah, to lost. a team that's not ranked. Yeah, Come on, yeah, Texas. Wrong. They gotta step it up. They gotta step Vince it up. Vince Young is disappointed in you guys. <laughs> no, Vince Young. Then we had the Michigan Ohio, <laughs> Michigan Utah State, 38-31, Michigan, good competitive game. And we also had, there was one more Auburn Washington rank Auburn number nine rank Washington six Auburn beats Washington twenty one sixteen. Why are they playing such difficult opponents in week one? I don't They're know. They're trying to make their resumes look bad. I know, and then same thing with uh, Notre Dame Michigan twenty four Notre Dame seventeen Michigan. Notre Dame's work ranked twelve. Michigan's ranked fourteen. So early playing great teams out of the you know playing ranked teams out of the gate. Jim Harbaugh needs to get a new pair of khakis after that one. Yeah, actually, that's the thing, though. Harbaugh, he needs to start winning against some of the good teams, man. Yeah, man, I'm tired of this, bro. Yeah, he's got to start. He's got to start winning. He couldn't win in the NFL. Went down to college. Still couldn't win. Same thing. So tomorrow we today we have a uh, eighth ranked Miami versus twenty fifth ranked LSU. So that should be a good game coming on around uh, later this evening. And tomorrow we got Virginia Tech twenty versus Florida State. 19 so we got a couple more <laughs> ranked games coming up like i really thought the strategy in college football was start off easy and then yeah and build then yourself start up. getting your hard opponents but i guess it's, it's just different nowadays you know you just play whoever whenever no strategy man so that is the college football rundown so we'll be doing you know every you know since we're weekly we'll be doing some college football stats uh, and things like that. Interesting things from the game. We won't be focusing too much on college football because there's just so much. But you know, we'll be we'll keep we'll keep you updated with that burgers list. And burgers list. I that's might, all that matters, man. I the might even. List. I'm what I'll do. You know, I think I might make a graphic, and put that <laughs> on the Instagram list for every week. We have the burgers list, and put up the burgers list every week on Instagram. Yo, we should. <laughs> we got to figure out how to make a graphic for that. Yeah, yeah, we'll look into it. We'll look we'll into put, it. We'll just put, you know, we'll make a cool graphic, put burgers everywhere, and then burgers, you know, then you have the teams like what Georgia did to Austin P. burgers with a side of goose egg, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put that up once a week. So, you know, that was the, that and we, we, we're going to do that for, what, for at least, you know, 14 to 15, 17 more weeks. So we'll have, we'll have some, We'll actually be using the Instagram page now. And you know what? Since you're mentioning it, make sure everybody on here, you mm. guys give us a follow and a follow on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? We on iTunes and yeah. Spotify now. Oh, yeah. I forgot to. We, we got to. Yeah. We were on iTunes, Spotify, um, Podbean. Check us out on Podbean if you do. Uh, YouTube, as always, we're out SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud. We're we we are out there now. We have we're on five, six, seven different platforms. We are out in them streets. Share us, follow us. We can be exactly and yeah. Try to be that you know. Try to be the the number one fan. So you can always look back when we're big and popping and say, "Remember back then when this happened? Remember back when it was just YouTube?" And then people be like, remember back when it was just SoundCloud, you know? Exactly. So, you know, it's always, you know, and we'll, those shirts are coming, promise. Those shirts. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, though, we'll be, we're going to get some shirts made up. But, you know, 
So yeah, appreciate that. Just keep following, like, and subscribe. But uh, now, since we're kind of done with the college, NFL starts this this week. I think there might be. Oh shoot! Yeah, it starts next week. Next week, okay, and next week, like September sixth. I think that's this week. Cause this is the first right now. But the it's Sunday. Is that the beginning or the end of a week? Oh, I, uh, I think that's the end of a week. No, I think that's the. Is it? The you mean it's starting this month? Nah, man. I guess you're right. It starts next week. <laughs> you're right. Bro, you got me on uh, the Kobe thing, and I I got you on the dates. You got me. Yeah, we go. You you got me. You got me. You got me on dates and geography. <laughs> <laughs> you you and Manu got me on dates and geography. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, NFL starts up. You any any sleepers that you got for that? Well, we well we can. Mm, you want? Do you want to do? Uh, you know our predictions now or next next podcast. Let's do the next podcast. Next uh, podcast. I'm mainly just focused on my fantasy draft I have coming up tonight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. How, who are you? Are you going with Gurley? I'm gonna go with um, whoever they got on the top 100 fantasy players. <laughs> what do you know? A pick you got? No, I don't know anything, man. I was just gonna log in and just start clicking around, clicking oh. on names that I like. Gotta get me some Gronkowski, cause that's my dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. If you get the top pick, you know you gotta go with Gurley, man. That's the consensus. Yeah, but if everybody's going for Gurley, then don't you think that all the defense will be uh, trying to stop Gurley this season? Hmm. But it doesn't matter if they're trying to. If they it matters if they can't. That's true. Like what uh, what Cam Newton said. Uh, during his MVP season, if you don't like what I'm, da- you don't like how I'm dancing. You don't like that I'm dancing. Stop me in the end zone. And well, they know, stopped him. Not that year. Well, that year they only stopped him one, two games that year. Two games out of what he was. I think the record was. Uh, he was six. He was like fifteen and one during the season, and then they made it to the Super Bowl. So I guess they kind of stopped him at the last moment. But so his line would have been a lot better had they won. If they only lost one game that year. Yeah, I, if they I just agree. won the Super Bowl. I, I agree. I agree. So, yeah. But um, NFL, uh, how do you feel about that helmet rule? Yeah, that's a – I mean, there's two different things, right? Mm-hmm. One one part of me actually likes the rule. Yeah. One part of me, I don't know. You know what? I like the rule solely because I know how much brain damage and stuff mm-hmm. is happening to these dudes and – I'm not trying to see anybody get uh, permanent damage like that. Yeah. Uh, the second part of me is like, F it, man. They already have that flag football league. Yeah. Uh, just convert the NFL into completely flag football and we'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm caught on the fence with this because, yeah, I have that, you know, it's football. You know, at some point these guys are signing up. You got to, if you're going to play, you got to accept the risk, you know, from Pop Warner on the way to high high school, to college, to NFL. I see, you know, you accept the risk when you play football, you know. So it is what it is. But at the same time, 
the the NFL, they're thinking like, hey, these guys, we're paying these guys money. You know, the the contracts aren't fully guaranteed, but at the same time, they're they're guaranteed to some extent. We got to protect yeah. our assets. So, I mean, I understand the rule, but I think at you know, at some point, there has to be an accept and an acceptance of the risk factor just to play football and the NFL teams are going to have to accept that risk. The owners have to accept that risk. The players, they obviously accept that risk. It it just is what it is to play football. You have to know that you will have the CTE at one point. And if you, you know, and it's just, it just is what it is. And I think that they probably got a, the, the helmet rule is probably good, a good idea in theory. But when you enact that, and I think the penalty is like, at minimum, it's like a 15-yard penalty. You can get a fine. You can get fined or thrown out of a game depending on severity. I mean, it's just, it's just, there's just going to be too much gray area with that penalty. Yeah, but you know what? To be honest, when I was first playing football, like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, because mm-hmm. that's all the football I played in my life. Um, they always taught us how to tackle properly. Yeah. Right? They yeah. always said, don't lead with your head. Yeah. Uh, they said, when you tackle, you want to, like, have your head to the side of their body, like, their torso or whatever, and you're going to take them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where all these dudes decided to start, like, just freaking, like, spearheading tackles and stuff. I don't – when, when does, the, does that start as a strategy? Uh, I think – I don't know. I just – I think it just happens naturally. You just get bigger – and stronger, and you're able to uh, you're able to smash your head through. <laughs> like, I I I remember in high school, like I would, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't really lead with my head at a lot of times. Like, and I looking back now, I I'm actually really happy that I never really led with my head. Yeah, uh, we'd be in the locker room, and guys would we take off our helmets, and the guys would be like, "Man, look at all these." Uh, like all the scratches on my helmet and they put stickers on the back of their helmet and they'd be like all these all these hits and then one guy was like Cleve where's your scratches at and I'd be like yeah you know uh, my head just kind of you know moved out the way at the right time you know yeah 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 he's like you gotta get some more stickers on there and I was like ah oh, yeah 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 like especially in high school they'd be like you well, one of my friends was like yeah you're playing you got too much playing time to not have enough scratches on your helmet so I'd just be like sitting in the locker room like thinking like should I just throw my helmet on the ground right now? <laughs> <laughs> Get it scratched up? Because like, you'll see some guys, their helmets would be like, like, just like, looked horrible. Because they got, they had so many hits to the head and they were banging on their head. But like, it was just like, I remember I had got one good hit in, in high school. And I wouldn't say I was concussed, but I was just like, oh man. And I was, <laughs> I was thinking, I was, I think to my, I thought to myself, I was like, hmm, I don't really like that feeling. I'm not gonna let, <laughs> not gonna let it happen again. So I would, you know, I would make sure that whenever I was doing my blocks, I would make sure that I would block in a way that my head would never hit their helmets. And, you know, it's just, it is what it is. This is the, probably the reason why I would never be able to make it to the NFL. Because I'm not really willing to damage my, my noggin. Yeah, you know, I wonder if, like, because even when I was that young, just playing in like 7th and 8th grade, I always thought about that. I was, All I could think was, yo, if I, like, kept my head like straight and led with that i felt like i was gonna crush my spine mm-hmm. or like snap my freaking yeah. neck off yeah <laughs> so like does it not run through these football players heads when they like start tackling like that like oh my god i'm gonna 
compress my spine and not be able to walk after this. Because hey. I was thinking that when I was a like a kid, man. I mean, it, that, it, it just is what it is, man. You just you just gotta you just take it. You just get used to it. And it just comes natural for you. I mean, I guess that's probably why I had to stop playing football. It was just a little too aggressive for me. And I get guys. Some guys just really get really good at it, and to the point where they can do it without damaging themselves. But it's always that one time that just ruins your life. Yep. It's always the one time you can do it a hundred times, and be perfect, and do it the hundred the hundredth and one time the same way that you did it the first time or the fifteenth time, and your 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 head and your spine just gives way, and you're. Unfortunately, you're you're paralyzed. It just happens. Yeah. So I I understand both arguments. I think the uh, Richard Sherman was really vocal about his displeasure in the the helmet rule, and he was and I forgot who else said they're just we're just gonna be playing flag football one day. And all I got to say to that man, if they do start the National Flag Football League, you know I'm gonna try out for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I know that. Uh, us guys on the sidelines that are watching at home, we're like, man, let those guys play some football, man. Let them play some football. It's going to be flag football at one point. We got to understand that that's only going to be good for us. I know, man. That means we can start trying. We can try out for the team now. <laughs> if it's flag football, we're good. Well, you got those uh... – like in that movie Invincible with Mark Wahlberg, they yeah. had the tryouts for the NFL. We're gonna be trying. We just out have for that for every team. Flag football, man. It's good. This is a good thing. This is a really good thing. Let's 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 actually let's make it happen. I wanna. I I'm want, down with I it, wanna, man. I'm I wanna down play. with it. Let's let's make it happen. So so we hit we so we hit the anything other in the NFL that you need to talk about. So there's two more things. First, Antonio Gates. This is just a quick one. Antonio Gates, somehow his old, decrepit self signed A-A-R-P. back with the Chargers for a 16th season or something. A-A-R-P, like, baby. man, get out of here. Get some of these other tight ends a chance, bro. I'm tired of having to think about picking you up in fantasy football. I don't want your old ass on my team. I'm sorry. Hey, man. AARP is calling, man. They want you to come collect, man. They're tired of. They're afraid that they gotta pay for all this insurance when you break your back, man. That's what I'm saying. Call it a career. Like, I'm, he's definitely one of the like best tight ends of all time. But come on, man. You're telling me there's not one other dude in the NFL who could just catch a football in the end zone. That's all he does. Is like he literally. Posts up like a center in basketball and yeah. then catches it. Yeah. Of course, like yeah, he's one of the best of all time. I th- that what he has like. I think a uh, hundred plus touchdown receptions. I think more than I can count on both my hands. Yeah, you're right. And once you get to <laughs> once you're in that area, you're, you're a pro. <laughs> if you got more than I can count on my hands, you're you're good. You're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> Oh, how many blocks you had in that game? Uh, more than I can count on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's either good or bad. How many interceptions you had in that one game? Uh, more than I can count on my hands. Oh. <laughs> how many fumbles you had? More than I can count on my hands. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I had more touchdowns than you can count on your hands. Well, well all right. <laughs> but, yeah, Antonio Gates, 
please make this your last season. Like, what really is he bringing to the Chargers? It's not like they've really done so hot recently. Right, so, uh, I feel like they're going to have a good season this year. Hopefully. <laughs> then he can <could> retire. <laughs> I thought he said he was going to win a Super Bowl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I think they might make the playoffs. That's it. Ah, they might be a wild card. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, on to the next one, though. The big news. Oh. Just happened, like, yesterday. Raiders. Khalil Mack. Gone. The Raiders cornerstone. Man, their mm. dude, their defensive juggernaut, mm. traded to the Bears like he's nothing. Hey, well, he didn't sign for nothing. The Bears. Yeah, how much he made? What, like, they, he's like the highest defensive player, paid, highest paid defensive player ever. I forgot what the numbers were. It's like $92 million or something like that. Dang. I think it's like five years. So he got paid. Yeah, I'm looking it up, looking it up right now. So I saw, uh, saw something, like a, a tweet that, uh, oh, yeah, six years, $141 million. Yep. But I saw somewhere it was uh, Derek Carr said something like, on Twitter, like, oh, how could we, uh, how could we let him go or something like that? And then somebody uh, just put under it, we had to let him go after you signed that like a hundred and fifty <laughs> million dollar deal. <laughs> so it's like the Raiders couldn't afford him because they paid Derek Carr so much. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I mean, but when you have your quarterback, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I can see that. It's like, would you rather have a quarterback who just uh, came off that fat injury or Khalil Mack? Oh, Khalil Mack. And, but actually, That's uh, what I'm I don't know. They, the Raiders probably just thought Derek Carr was uh, back to normal. But last season, he wasn't really. Yeah, Derek Carr hasn't looked the same since he got all snapped up, dude. Dang, jeez. Take it easy. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I mean, I'd rather have Mack, but I... It just depends on the season that day. Like, this year will be a referendum on this whole situation. Like, if Derek Carr comes out and he balls out, then it's a good decision. I mean, not a good decision, but it is what it is. If Derek Carr, if Derek Carr comes out and the Raiders sputter and they're not, but they're like 9-6 and six like they usually are, or what is it, like, they're like 9 and what? 7. 6? Seven. 7. 9-7, yeah, 9-7, or shit, even worse, like 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. If they yeah, if they have like a bad season and their defense is trash, then there's you know, the Raiders made a mistake giving that huge contract and not having the, the business wherewithal to predict the future. Because what I've been seeing with like this Derek Carr, uh who else who's who's um Odell Beckham signed a huge contract. Yeah. Like the highest paid receiver ever. Um who else is for the running backs? I think a running back signed a big one. Like, contract. oh, it was um, we talked about him too. I can't even remember. I can't. I forgot who did it. But one of them running backs signed yeah, a big old contract though. Huge contract. Uh, was it? Whatever. But uh, was it Gurley? That's what I was thinking. I think it I was. I think it was Gurley. It was Gurley. It was Gurley. Um, these guys contracts are just getting bigger and bigger. 
And what it is is every player, like if you're in the league and a guy gets a like like a defensive player signs the like a, like the highest like contract ever, and you're you feel that you're in the same league or you are in the same like area as far as ranking as he is, that's only getting you know making the situation better for you. So like the yeah. t- top running backs are looking at Todd Gurley like man, congr- congratulations! But now I get to eat too. Like every receiver like. Like Julio Jones, uh, and um, what's that for? Antonio Brown. Yeah, they're looking at Odell, and they're like, "Oh, okay, look, that's good. You signed the highest contract ever for a receiver. I'm in your, I'm in your talent range. I'm getting paid. Even like AC Greeners looking at that, like, oh yeah, I'm getting paid. Yeah. So it's it's always good for the players when a new player gets like the biggest contract ever because it just sets the the market higher and it also sets the floor. The floor becomes higher when the ceiling is higher. Yeah, I I can see that. It's just those are some big contracts for these dudes who be hitting their heads together. Hey Amen. Like I feel like it's a lot easier to pay these big contracts to like soccer, like the soccer players mm-hmm. and the basketball players. Yeah. And, baseball players because you you have a pretty good inkling that they should be able to stay healthy at least for that long oh yeah yeah no I, football I, I feel, whew, I feel, six years oh yeah i feel a lot more comfortable giving like a uh you know Devin booker a hundred and whatever million dollar contract because at least i know at that least, yeah I, you know he could he's been injury prone but i feel that you know he has a greater chance of staying healthier because he's not running into another player are running yeah. into a brick wall every day. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, I definitely agree with that. Or, like, soccer contracts, because those guys aren't... I mean, they still get into little scuff-ups and collisions, but they're not getting... Yeah, it's not like... It's not constant. It's not like every single play... Like every play... Ha- someone's hit. smacking you in the head. Yeah, every successful play, somebody's getting hit. Even... No, yeah. every single play, somebody's getting hit. Every single play, somebody is getting hit. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Now, what I do like about this trade, though, for the Bears is they just drafted some dude with, in the first round, like, who is the best linebacker mm. in college. This dude from Georgia. I saw him play a little bit, Ro- Roquan Smith or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Dude yeah. Was, that dude was nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. now you're pairing him up with Khalil Mack. Oh man, that's gonna be a sick defense. Hopefully. Oh yeah, yeah that is true. You might want to think about drafting the Bears defense when you. Uh, yeah. When you do your. And then like defense. just take a take some back to those days when they had like Brian Urlacher uh-huh. and stuff where they just had those dirty defenses that like always kept them relevant. Chicago so, was always a defensive team. Yeah, so I like that. I like that they're going back to that. Just gonna have some destructive de- defense, you know. Yep. I could definitely see that happening, and this year, I'm definitely gonna be watching a lot more football. So can't wait to see how that plays out. Yeah. Okay, so we're at about an hour and seven minutes. <laughs> anything, anything that we missed? Anything that, uh, anything extra you want to talk about? No, I think just NFL preseason happened. That nah, I don't care much about it. The only uh, really other big thing is the 49ers just got that running back, Jarek McKinnon oh, or something, hurt. that they were going to 
I think they wanted him to be their number one back. Yeah, and, he's out. Uh, in practice, this bull got injured for the rest of the season. Yeah. So, just stuff like that. Yeah, that's a blow. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, uh, there's, I mean, okay, so there's one thing that I, I was, I was watching this, this uh, documentary on uh, AAU basketball. It's on Netflix. It's called At All Costs. Yeah, I think I've seen it with uh, Jackson Parker Cartwright or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And I, uh, the most interesting thing that I saw from that is that they were talking about how at one point the high school basketball coach had the most influence or had the most, you know, contact with scouts from colleges. But they were saying on this documentary that the AAU coach now had the most contact and the most power in getting his players to go to, you know, these colleges, right? Yeah, and because you know, as you know, like colleges, top level colleges, even like top level community colleges, they are sponsored by a team, like a a, a, a shoe company. There, yeah, you have, yeah, you they have got your like Nike the schools. Yeah, you have a Nike schools. You have Adidas school. Even at even at American River College, we were a Nike school, so we had all of our like Under Armour and stuff like that, or under you know, our workout shirts and equipment. It was all Nike equipment, so. You have these Nike schools, and then you have these Adidas schools, right? And then at the AAU level, you have these Nike school, Nike teams, and Adidas sponsored teams. So most, you know, you got to think about how the AAU coach keeping up with the brand is kind of giving the Adidas schools more exposure to his players if he has an Adidas team. So if they have that power at the AAU level to college. How do you? What do you think happens when the NBA or the yeah the NBA gets rid of the requirement for high school players to have to go to college? But like, what's gonna happen to the high school basketball game? Yeah, like how much power is that gonna have with the AAU coaches that have a lot of power now? Now they're direct, they're, they're discussing directly with NBA teams. Like, is there gonna be like a you know? I just think it's interesting that dynamic. How is that gonna change? You know? Oh, like those. That's a good point. Those AAU coaches that are going to have so much power. Yeah, because that's what I was watching the documentary. I was like, yeah, they have. You know, they were trying, they were making it seem like, you know, like I, I don't know if that, but it was the Compton All-Stars or whatever, Compton team. I'm not saying. Compton that, Magic. Yeah, yeah. Compton, I'm not saying he's shady or anything like that. But you, there's there's got to be coaches out there in the AAU circuit that are not, a, they're, that, you know, are about developing their players and getting them to colleges. But they're, you know, they're about that dollar and they're about their brand. Now, imagine if they had, you know, they're getting meetings with, like, top-level coaches and recruits from the NBA, and it's just it's funneling money back into their own pockets. There's going to be there's gonna be a dynamic change. There's going to be, like, a, they're going to be more powerful when the NBA gets rid of that, you know, one-and-done rule. Yeah. And so I just think that's something to look out in the near future. Just to that's be on the very lookout. interesting, yeah. So that's what I was when I was watching that program. I was just like, because it was just, it shocked me because they were because like up until that watching that, I was still thinking like, you know, you play high school, you put your four years in high school and you send out your tape and you get recruited. But they're saying like, high school doesn't even matter. Like, I, that one that kid, he was like, he was like, when he got hurt, he was like, it doesn't even matter that I didn't play in like my high school like playoff. Yeah, he like team. skipped his entire like senior year. Yeah, exactly. For high school basketball, but. It was fine because he had the whole, like, AAU season. Yeah. And then, like, 
getting into like all the big name camps like mm-hmm. oh i got into chris paul's point guard camp or yeah. i got into uh kevin durant's camp you know it's just like i don't like it that's what mattered that was what mattered the most and i just remember when i was growing up like especially like when i was in middle school like that's when i was really learning about aau i just remember like i always thought it was like a side thing yeah and that's then, how yeah that's how i felt about it too and then guys were still like i mean the guys that you know i Guys still were playing high school, but they would play AAU in the summer just as a side thing. Uh, even like you know, so it, and, it, and I come from more like the football background, so like guys, you know, they were playing. There's no like AAU Pop Warner, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if there was, I don't think anybody would do it just because there's so there's there's way more tradition in high school football than there is in high school basketball. Yeah. And so, I just really think that's just something to look out in the future. Um, keep an eye on some of these. I, I guarantee you, like. A lot of these AAU coaches are you're gonna hear you're gonna be familiar with a lot more with their names more once this one and done rule gets taken away. That's scary. And then think about it, like you know how um uh they are getting rid of that college rule where if you go to the draft oh, and you don't you get picked, you can go back. How does that so that works? So I think more high school players are gonna be just entering the draft now because there's the opportunity to go back to school and play or go to college and play. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's, you know, they can just, if they don't get drafted, they'll just say, hey, I'll just go to, you know, I'll just go, to, you know, maybe go to community college or maybe go to, you know, maybe a team might just pick me up if I don't get drafted. I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot of interesting things are going to be happening. So I think in the next two, three years, it's going to be a very interesting dynamic between AAU to college, AAU to high school. I mean, AAU, I mean, AAU to college, AAU to NBA, community college. There's going to be – or overseas. But the these AAU coaches are going to be super powerful in the next two, three years. I don't like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just different. And I, I guess it's already been happening. I just wasn't aware of it. Yeah, the documentary really showed how much power the AAU coaches right now – already have yeah how, they, like how much power they already have oh, and yeah. i can't imagine what'll happen yeah already uh, when the one and done rule is oh yeah when that one and done rule is uh taken out they're they're gonna be like the most powerful entity more than the parents more than anything because like i said like they are their aau teams and like why wouldn't a an adidas aau team try to funnel his players to any adidas college yeah and then you got to think about like the manager like like uh agents that are aligned with like LeBron's guys and like say like the agent ha- just has Jordan brand guys so that agent is going to work with the AAU coach and only try to get his team to where his guys are god i hate it man so, i yeah. hate it yeah like i got like i'm an agent i got five guys on the Celtics i'm going to try to like get with this AAU coach only give him you know, give him, tell him, like, hey, get my guy to the Celtics and only have this guy speak to people on the Celtics. Ugh. It takes away from, like, the purity of, like, going up through basketball and just, like, working hard. I'm No, I'm not saying they're not going to work hard, but it just takes away from it in my eyes. I hate it. Oh, yeah. No, Money-driven no. stuff, man. I mean, I, I hear you. I agree. Ugh. 
<laughs> so that's just that's just something that to look about think about i don't even want to end it off in like a, a bad note but you know it's just i that's just something i was it's been on my mind the last month or so that uh we were uh on hiatus it's just yeah. like that that documentary that documentary really like shed some light on what you know what basketball is right now and you know it's all gonna you know it's gonna come to a head in the next two three years it's very interesting. Uh, I'll probably get more and more angrier as these uh, next few years happen then. Yeah, man. But, you know, the NBA is a star-driven league, so it's only just going to be more popular, uh, more contract, bigger contracts with the networks, bigger contract for players. And, you know, if it's this, it is what it is. It's just a huge business. Fantastic. <laughs> it's going to start from when these kids are in high school. So... <laughs> So you guys, what I'm saying, like you got to think about like, and then the NBA is getting to the point where they're getting tired of like the, the uh, see it just keeps on. There's just more to it. The NBA is getting tired of the tanking teams. So just because you're you're a bad team doesn't necessarily gonna necessarily mean you're gonna get like the best players anymore. So it's just a lot, a lot, a lot is happening, and I think a lot is gonna be pretty interesting just to watch. And I know I've said that like five times now, but that's just how like stuck on it I am. And we'll see what happens. All right, man. Anything you want to say to wrap this one up? Uh, no, not really. Just wanna uh, wanted to finally show my allegiance to my official uh, football team that I'm representing, uh, Everton. They're in the Premier League. I was following them back in college. Kind of fell off, but I'm right back on it, man. Hey, Go Everton. Congratulations. <laughs> Y'all already know how I do, man. Man's all day. So we uh we are glad to be back to you after our little hiatus. Um we'll definitely try to keep content flowing in as best as possible. But I mean, you know, I'm not gonna try to push the schedule on my guy here. But no, hopefully I I've figured this out, uh hopefully on like Saturdays or Sundays, we'll always be able to figure uh, carve out a, an hour or two just to get this stuff done and uh, get something out to everybody. And I, li- I like you guys so much that if, if we can't get an episode out, I will interview some random person about some <laughs> random topic because, you know, right now, you know, we have the podcast going and it just so happens that I'm the one with the more with more free time. And since Carl actually has a job, <laughs> don't want to really, you know, push him too much and make sure he and he has a demanding job where he has students. So we want to make sure that he's able to give his all to his students. So I'll just interview some random person and then we'll just be talking about things that they want to talk about. And I'll just ask them random questions. <laughs> but yeah, anything. All right. So anything else, Carl? Uh, it's good to be back. Uh Hopefully, we're back on this next week. Uh, keep keep a uh, keep a look up at keep looking us up on uh, all the social medias. Share us out, guys. Uh, have a good week, and uh, hopefully, you guys all had a good last month. <laughs> I just want to say, in closing, summer's almost over. Fall is coming, so don't fall behind in your studies your jobs or, or, or your schools or your practices 
strive to be the best that you can. Let's all be better than we were the next day, even though we are all dying a little more every day. Oh my God. So let's fight against it and become better versions of our dying selves. I'm out. That was intense. <laughs>